Hello, everybody, and welcome to Walking Between Shadows. I'm Taryn Elliott, and along with me is my amazing husband. I'm Ben Elliott. And we're here to talk about true crime all the time. On this week, we're going to talk about a new case that's current in the news. But before we do that, I want to say on behalf of our sponsors, first of all, we appreciate it, but we want everybody to check out energycurve.com. Uh, Energy Curve produces a grow-at-home garden kit uh, that makes it easy for you to grow your own food. And then in this time and place where everything's so expensive, especially food, uh, sometimes growing your own food can save you a lot of money. It makes it healthier and heartier for your family, and it's a fun activity to do with your kids and friends. So check out energycurve.com and look for the Benefit Bucket Home Garden System. Hey, Taryn. Hey, Ben. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm good. We're back with Walking Between Shadows, mm-hmm. and we're ready to talk about a, a new case. Yes, we are. So this is active and ongoing, and I want to set the stage for you a little bit, and then you can tell us a story. Sounds good. So this happened last month in Cookville, Tennessee, and Cookville is a nice community east of Nashville off I-40. Cookville's where Tennessee Tech is, and it it is. It's just a nice area. You're getting close to uh, Knoxville and, and Oak Ridge and places where there's a lot of really highly educated people that work and live in Tennessee. So, again, we're in Cookville, Tennessee with this one, which is east of Nashville and west of Knoxville. It's kind of between the two cities where Tennessee Tech is and a very nice community. I mean, there's some vacation getaway areas up there. You're in the foothills of the Smoky Mountains when you're in that part of the world and you're up on the Cumberland Plateau and, you know, it's, there's, you know, farms that you can go visit in agro-tourism. <clears throat> there's countryside resorts and stuff in that part of the world. There's a lot of nice golf in that area. And this is also a part of the country where um, there's a lot of horticulture that goes on. So a lot of commercial nursery work and, right. and supplies and whatnot come out of this part of Tennessee as well. So this case is not unique. No. It's just another sick example of, you know, some old nasty pedophile getting after kids. That's right. And uh, so tell me a little, tell me about the case details itself. Well, this took place in Putnam County, Tennessee, in Cookville. October the 26th, so that was Wednesday, a Wednesday evening, Olivia Taylor was reported missing. She's 15 years old, and her mother, Stephanie Harness, reported her missing after she had went out with a couple friends that afternoon. Through the night, everyone was looking for, for Olivia, and through Thursday morning. Olivia was born in June of 2007, her parents were Stephanie Harness and Ronnie Taylor. Did she have any siblings? She did. She was the youngest. I believe she had four older siblings, and she was the baby. So her mother talks about how close they, they were and how much she just adored Olivia. Olivia was a sophomore at Upperman High School, had lots of friends, uh, on the wrestling team. She was an ROTC. She wanted to become a, a special operations medic and save lives. She played the ukulele. 
she was an artist. She liked to sing and bake, and so she had a lot to live for. Did she work? She did not work. She was only 15 years old. Mm-hmm. So ROTC and school and being involved in the wrestling team, and there's some videos of her and her friend at the gym. and mm-hmm. and. So she was into fitness, too? Yeah, and, very fit and, and yeah. beautiful girl. Yeah. Yeah. Tall and skinny and could have been a model. Mm-hmm. And her mom really was probably closest to her. Yeah. The baby. You know, yeah, the baby that was the baby. still there. Yeah. Single mother. Well, she was remarried, but, you know, it's the mom. You look at it kind of like the mom and the daughter were like best friends. Yeah. I looked on on, on Stephanie Harness's Facebook and, and saw pictures and pictures and pictures of her and her daughter, her and Olivia together and laughing and Olivia with with animals and Olivia with her friends and her siblings and just full of life. This is difficult for her mother. On October the 26th, so that would have been Wednesday, on a Wednesday, Olivia went out with a couple friends and and didn't come back home. And we, we talked about how her family reported her missing. That same night, a man by the name of Chuck Charles Carter was taken into custody. So that was that Wednesday night before they found Olivia's body. Mm-hmm. Um, and they charged him with aggravated statutory rape. Officers said Carter admitted to them he had delivered and provided illegal drugs to, to Taylor, which caused her death. Mm-hmm. They found her body that Thursday afternoon. He was then charged with second-degree murder and abuse of a corpse. So I, I looked on his page. I was wondering kind of what his background was. Has he ever had any charges against him that would have pointed the police in his direction? What got him in there that night? On Wednesday night before before Olivia's body was ever even found. Mm-hmm. Just my guess that they were able to find some online interaction between this Carter and Olivia. Maybe he was using drugs to to sleep with her. You know, if you have sex with me, I will give you this, this, and this. Whatever. And I, and I don't know how long this went on. I looked on Olivia's Facebook to see if maybe she had was friends with this Chuck Carter. I did not see that they were friends on Facebook. I couldn't see that because Chuck Carter had taken down his friends. There was nothing on his Facebook the second day that I had looked. First day, he had a picture of a younger guy and him together. Mm-hmm. But that was taken down. So I don't know what kind of sick bastard this is, but... And I don't know that the police knew, but I'm, I'm waiting to see what kind of charges he has previously had. Because 63 years old, I mean, I w- just taking a wild guess, I would guess he has done this, something like this, before. Mm-hmm. She was out with friends that night. Mm-hmm. Has there been anything said about those friends being interviewed or anything? Not, not at this time. Nothing's been said. And I'm... I, I'm relatively sure they were all minors as well, so it probably wouldn't be public information anyway, but they they had this guy in custody and then changed these charges 
which I'm sure involved them talking to people that she was with or around or friends mm-hmm. of hers. So I, I think there's a big story yet to be told about all this. Oh, I do too. I, I know that they're looking into a drug ring. Olivia died from fentanyl overdose. So where the hell is this coming from? You know, how is a 15-year-old able to get her hands on this drug that's killing so many people? Mm-hmm. And you were talking about the great things about East Tennessee, and this is one of those things that's not great. Right. That seems to be an undertone that needs to be brought to light. These sex rings. We know Summer Wells came up missing through there. Mm-hmm. All these things that are bringing in illegal activity needs to be brought to light. Mm-hmm. So another 15-year-old doesn't have to endure this, and another mother and father and siblings do not have to go through what this family is having to go through right now. And I just hope there's stricter laws on these pedophiles about releasing them back into the world and letting them just be able to... They're going to get their hands back on somebody else. They cannot help it. Our children become victims, and we do as well. You know, the aftermath of what these these predators do to people. Looking on Olivia's page on her Facebook, this is not too new to her. There's another man that made some rude comments to her. An old man who was a grandfather himself. I, I noticed that Olivia's mother stepped in very quickly and shut him down. And I think that all of us as adults need to watch out for our kids online because we were not exposed to these things as yeah. kids. Being, we, we weren't. To the online stalking and harassment. Yeah, that didn't exist in our time. Right. Well, and just some technical information for you. Um, under the Tennessee Code, aggravated statutory rape is if a victim is at least 13 but under 18 and the offender is at least 10 years older than the victim. And that also is defined as illegal or unlawful sexual penetration. Uh, Punishment maximum of 12 years in prison and a maximum fine of $5,000. And that's it. Yeah, it's a Class D felony. That's it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I mean, I understand that... You know, statutory rape, I always think of statutory rape as maybe the guy being 18 and the girl might be 15 or 16. But 63? Well, that's why it becomes aggravated because it says, and the offender is at least 10 years older than the victim. Mm-hmm. So 18 and 15, you've only got a three-year difference okay. there. Okay. Um, and I think aggravated does carry a little bit steeper penalty. But you know one thing I've always heard is pedophiles and rapists, when they go to prison, they got to watch it. Well, they should have to. They because should. a lot of prisoners will punish them for those types of crimes. Right. Yeah. Well, they deserve it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still a waste of, it's a waste of money, resources, and time. Yeah. They are never, ever, ever going to be rehabilitated. No. 
So as this case gains attention and as they prosecute and do stuff like that, we'll definitely update it along the way. Um, very sad case, as with all of them, essentially. But, yeah, this is just another example of the sickness of humanity sometimes. That's right. Well, thank you, baby. Thank um, you. I look forward to updates in, in the next case. Me too. This has been Walking Between Shadows. Again, I'm your host, Ben Elliott, and my wife, Taryn Elliott. Look for our next episodes coming soon, and don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button.